Dive into our latest courses designed to enhance your bond with your furry friend. Whether you're a seasoned owner or a new puppy parent, there's something for everyone at dogspeak101.com. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Enroll now and take the first step toward a happier, well-behaved dog. Visit dogspeak101.com to browse our course catalog. Get 10% off all courses through February the 14th. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Welcome to another week. Again, super excited this week. Heather is back. Yay. 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 (laughs) And got the new microphones, and I'm hoping that I know how to use them now. Yes. (laughs) Because, I mean, I was just very disappointed in that last one. But And I've got my little breathing apparatus um, windscreen or whatever, because I obviously puff a lot whenever I talk because I don't go back and listen to these episodes and so when I do listen I'm like well that sounds shitty you know so then I have to freak out about it now it's fixed I hope I hope it's fixed it's when I see this line on my computer go up to red I'm like oh shit I'm too loud again damn it so I probably bust some people's eardrums don't listen to me with headphones because you never know when I'm gonna get excited all right so this week um we are going to be talking about multi-dog households, but which we've talked about before, but talking about aggression within a multi-dog household, um, which is something you're dealing with. So let everybody kind of know what's uh, what's happening in your world with your... Yeah. So um, just for a recap, I have seven dogs. Yep. In case you haven't listened to the first one we did, go back several yes. weeks and, and catch that one. Yes. It's a very good. It's a lot of fun. Um, to understand all the all the things that play with seven dogs in the house, ranging in size from eleven pounds to a hundred, which is amazing. <laughs> so, um, so I have the youngest is uh, three. She'll be three in August. Oh no, three twenty eighteen four. She'll be four. Sorry. Oh wow, yeah. math is hard. Public math. Sorry, um, <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> No, she'll be four in August, or at least that's what we guess. Um, and then with her name is Nala. She's red bone coonhound mixed with Australian cattle dog and black and tan, and mm-hmm. she's got a voice like a hound dog. Yep. And uh, it's a conflict with her and Annie, who is the border collie mix, who is uh, soon to be ten here this fall, and. Uh, so Nala came to us. She was dropped off on the road. Um, so basically the bottom line is those guys aren't, aren't getting along. And they are living uh, separated right now in the household. And uh, we're working on integrating them together. And it has been a long process. Yes. Um, One of the longest ones I've had. Yeah. And, and, you know, and part of that is on me because sometimes I, I don't do my homework. And, uh, and I'll call, <laughs> send a note to Brittany and say, uh, Britt, I need you to uh, move my appointment. I didn't. We're not ready for Nikki yet. <laughs> Although I would like to see her in chat, but it's just not going to get us anywhere. So I've done that uh, more than once. And that's okay. <laughs> so, it's okay. But, you know, we're, we're committed to, to making it work so these two can get along. Um, but I think, so Nala came to us when she was about a year old. And we just gave her her birthday of a year of, so we made her a year old when she came to us. 
it works on what the vet said and all that <laughs> and uh and she was actually she has a little baggage um and i don't know if her baggage really contributes to the issues it it might i don't know um she was dropped off on the road well can contributes to my dealings with her, I think, and some of her issues. Yep. Um, but she, uh, it's a dead-end road that I live on, and, and uh, working with my animal communicator, Sandra Larson, we figured out that she, they dropped her off in August when it was high 90s, and uh, she chased the car down the road for about a half a mile or so, and uh, she had sores on the pads of her feet, or they were raw, um, and so... I had tried to, you know, the very first night I had her, try to hold her down, pin her down, strangle her down, based <laughs> on what the vet told me to do, to try to put something on her feet. And yep. that didn't go well. And so to this day, we have uh, nail trimming trauma and vet trauma and all kinds of stuff that I feel like I contributed a lot to. <laughs> but yeah, She probably had a lot of that before, right? Been her her personality but we surmised she was an apartment dog um that had never been in the country and never really been outside um much and uh anyhow so she came to our house and uh annie the border collie had always been and i have been working with nikki with urkel the crazy chocolate love lab. him <laughs> and uh because no one he was becoming ostracized because no one would play with him and uh <laughs> and uh, anyway so here comes nala into our life and uh Annie would, uh, prior to Nala's arrival, she would always hang out in the bedroom and we'd come in from the walks and she'd trot, you know, quickly trot, 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 trot into the bedroom and she'd stay there all day. And, uh, and even when Nikki first came to the house to work with Urkel, Annie would always give corrections to one of the most submissive dogs of the group, um, the golden buddy, the golden. And uh, she would like bite on his mouth. Like, you know, Nikki would come to the door, great chaos. And then Annie <laughs> would try to control it. Cause she's got that border collie. I need to, yep. I need to, yep. um, you know, be the, the classroom monitor and calm this down. So buddy wasn't being obnoxious, but she'd bite on him. And you know, when Nikki first came to the house, she pointed to Annie and said that one you need to work on. And I looked at her and I was like, no, that's sweet. Annie. <laughs> She doesn't have, she's fine. I was like, Urkel's my problem because he's loud. And I thought, okay. Yeah. And so Nikki's like, okay. Well, yeah. Two, I don't know, two years later or whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a problem. And look, who are we working with, Annie? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So I, I would say a bit of advice. If, if Nikki comes in and kind of says something that like, hey, you need to work with that dog, you should probably just give it some more thought. Yeah. If you don't think that's the case. Because it's it, in hindsight, it's very easy to see. But <laughs> but living in the moment, it was like no, not at all. No, she's great. She's wonderful. And you know, it's like okay, yeah, she's a little. My thought was, yeah, she's a little intense on her corrections. And you know, yeah. Nikki Nikki had explained to me that she should be doing a level like if it was like one to ten. You know, <laughs> she should be doing a level three or four correction, and she does ten. That's right, and uh, and that's not a little acceptable. bit overboard. A little overboard, like you know, zero to overboard. Yeah, not to mention there was really nothing to correct to begin with most yeah, of the time. Most of the time, right? And at least in in our world, right? In her yeah. world, being chaos, it's like yeah. But she, that but, wasn't. But the even chaos then, that's creator. not. That's not. That wasn't the chaos no, dog. No, definitely not. So, but uh, so. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so when Nala um, came to the house, 
we thought, well, a little bit with her, the vet, we thought she was spayed, come to find out she was not. Um, I was doing uh, some traveling, and so I'd have dog sitters, and I'd go sit her somewhere else and have the dog sitter for the rest of the dogs come to the house. And that just created some interesting dynamics as well. But um, Nala was very um, uh, outgoing. I guess she was outgoing, wanted to play with everybody. <laughs> that's, a, and, uh, that's a good word to use for her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, and you know, because we talked to him with Sandra, they, you know, Nala, Nala said, she goes, Oh, I can play with anybody. I can play with anybody's style. That's, I can do that. And, uh, and she actually did. So she turned into the one that plays with Oracle all the time. The big, you know, the bear plays with all the teeth and, and, uh, but so when it came to, so she came to us, not spayed, we went through a heat cycle or whatever you call all that. And, uh, and so all the dogs, that was crazy intensity in the house. And so we finally got her spayed, lived through her in a cone for two weeks and and all of that. And so by the time all that was done, so now we're probably into December. She came to us in August. So now we're into like November-ish. And uh, she's very interested because all the other dogs will play with her and interact with her except for Annie. And Annie's just like, nope. I don't want anything to do with this chaos. I'm going to the bedroom. There's and no so, coordinating this. <laughs> I can't coordinate this. I'm just leaving. And I think she might've tried a little bit in the beginning and it didn't, didn't do much. So she would just leave and go to the bedroom. And, uh, and then Nala would be like, um, Hey, where are you going? Let me follow you. What are you doing? And, is there something you know, special that's something happening in here? Special back here? Because you're in here a lot. I'm coming. And it can't here. be because you don't want to be around us, right? <laughs> well, and the other the other thing I did too is we crated her at night and we put the crate in the bedroom. So because we have the dogs get to sleep wherever we want, we have a lot of beds that are uh, are anybody's bed, and uh, and so we put her in the in the bedroom and. And, uh, you could tell she wouldn't really want to go in there and go in the crate, but we were like, ah, you got to go in the crate. That's what it is. Yeah. I think in hindsight, it was like Annie's domain and she really perhaps wasn't that comfortable in there. It could have been, it could be that she's like, you're putting me in a situation that if it turns ugly, I can't escape. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't have an escape route because I'm locked up Yeah, where you think, well, you're, you should feel safe. Yeah. You're inside the crate and it's locked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in her mind, if it's not something she was real familiar with. Yeah. It could have made her a little bit more nervous of I I can't control this. I'm not it's it's almost having uh that barrier of having on the leash yeah. if something's approaching on that yeah. leash. So that could have yeah. been yeah. some, you know, anxiety. And, and we we did do um the crate training with her um to get her, you know, to be in the crate. So she was normally comfortable in the crate. And uh and then Annie would stay away from her. So Annie wouldn't like go sniff the crate or go sniff her or do anything that she's no. Annie stayed like, on I'm her, over here, I'm good. I'm, I'm over here under the bed on my this side over here and you stay over there. I'm fine. We're, we'll be good. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. And uh but you know, Nala was always in, in Annie's grill figuring out, you know, what is she doing? And uh but out outside they seemed to be in a pretty good space and they would even play together when it was just the two of them outside, um, not with Urkel because he would get in the mix and that didn't work well with Annie. Annie's like, I'm not playing. I don't play with I'm, that. That's I don't chaos. play with that. That's chaos. I don't play. 
<laughs> so, and I, I think, well, and what we've also learned with Annie too, being the chaos coordinator that she is and the very rules in her mind, there's a lot of house rules and it's, she was trained. Part of her history is she, we got her as a puppy. She's the only dog we picked out from the pound. Every, <laughs> everybody else was somebody else's dog that needed a home or as a Nala that got. And he's like, left. I was the chosen one. Yes. Yeah, so she was a chosen one. <laughs> and now all you other heathens are here. <laughs> ruined my life because I was the chosen yeah. one. They wanted me. Yes. <laughs> so when we got her as a, as a transition from an older pack to, um, to kind of the new generation. And so we had at the time she was one of, I have to count, uh, five. So she, she became number six. Casey Kirby. So many dogs, so many dogs, so many dogs. So she became number six. And then, um, six months later, one of them for, you know, had an issue four days later, he was gone. And that was, that was a good, uh, totally unexpected. Mm. Um, and that was four days of hell, but you, it was a good way to, to go because he was a big dog and it just was okay. Yeah. So, but so we got Annie. So Annie grew up in a house of older dogs where she was the puppy that um, the only time the older dogs really wanted to play was outside and we could get them to play with balls or things. And when we were playing in the house, she was really the only one that was playing with toys. Everybody else would maybe kind of play a little, but not crazy like she was. Like run with the toy, do this with the toy, do all these things with the toy. So apparently in her, as she got older, that created in her mind that we don't play in the house. We only play outside. That would make sense. So for her, she told us that. That's a rule. We play outside. We don't play in the house. And so when all the other dogs, so now in the current group, when everybody plays in the like, house, screw you. she's like, she runs to the bedroom. You know like, how hot it is outside? Yeah. <laughs> well, but no, but even before Nala came, it's like, I don't play. We don't, but it's chaos in the house. I'm not doing it. I'm no. going to the bedroom. Yeah. So now we have Nala <laughs> and we play in the house and she's in the bedroom. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, that was one of Annie's. Annie's rules. Um, and uh, so I think that's why she would play with Nala outside and those two, because they're both um, hurting, have hurting dogs in them. Mm-hmm. They both are very quick at running and turning and doing that. And, and then they'd stop and wrestle and, you know, so it was really fun, fun to watch. And they both really enjoyed that. Um, so, but Nala continued, especially in the house, always wanting to know what Annie's doing and, and following her. And Annie would stop and make a correction on Nala, like, don't do that. And then Nala would stop. And then once Annie would continue towards the bedroom, Nala would start following her again. And so it was kind of, I had been to Nikki's communication seminar. I really thought I was pretty smart about things. And, uh, (laughs) But looking back at it, it's like, no, no, we had a year of, of, of everybody giving signals that if this continued, something bad was going to happen. It's usually how it goes. It, yep. it builds up. And so we had um, a couple tangles. That's what I call them. Little <laughs> tangles. Tangles. Little tangles. A few tangles. <laughs> and, uh, and, then, and, um, and then it got to like a, like a fight with blood. And that's when I called Nikki. 
Yeah, I was, mm. I was like, help! Because everything's fine. We've had some tangles. We're good. And Wait, then all of a tangles. sudden, it's like shit. Well, and because some of the other dogs, you know, the other dogs will tangle. You well, know, yeah. altercations happen. Yeah, and, not and a biggie. So that's kind of what I'm used to. Altercations yep. happen, and and uh, okay, so here's a side, but it's a really <laughs> funny one. Buddy the Golden, when we first he came to our house, and that's when Scooter, who's my 17 year old senior right now, love that. Dog. She was. Obviously, I don't know, probably uh, what nine or ten then, <laughs> and uh, and I had uh, we used to have uh, rawhide. I had given him rawhide bones, or there was rawhide bone, and uh, she took it into the crate. Scooter was always a crate girl, so she took it into the crate, and it was the big crate. And uh, and Buddy was like, he was new in the house, maybe two days. We had had him inside the house. You had him at all, and uh, and he just followed Scooter in the in the crate, <laughs> like, hey, I want that. And she. <laughs> She walloped on his face. He still has a little scar under his eye from that. Was, like, was it like a? Was it a fight in the crate? Yes. And he's like, it was a cage match. And he's it like, I can't get out. I can't tap out. I was like, I was like, oh my gosh. Well, I watched the whole thing happen. And I was like, no, he's going in the crate. So I was trying to stop him from going in the crate because I know it's like slow motion. This, no. does, this isn't going to work well. And sure enough, she like went after him. Like, you cannot have this. Y'all no scooters. Like, uh, cause she's, like what eight inches off the ground? Yeah, she's I mean, she's corgi, <laughs> beagle, corgi. She's low, and uh, but yeah, and she's a calm, easygoing dog. But ooh, don't don't no. try to take that bone. Mm-mm. No, she's like that's mine, and you cannot have it. So anyhow, so yeah, so Buddy learned like don't go in a crate following another dog. It's it's not good, and yeah. don't, don't 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 go to see what they're doing because they're not going to let you have it. No. <laughs> So, you know, so we through the years, you kind of have a tangle when something crazy yep. happens. Um, and, uh, and that's how I've learned, um, who, who will, um, back down from a fight and who won't, you know, who'll yep. be the first to give or what's the circumstance and will, they won't back down. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, with everybody, I don't think Buddy's been in any other altercation since then. He's, but he's like, he's, you know what? I'm really he's, good. He's like, I, I nah. It's not worth it's it. It's not worth it. But some of the others will. And Annie was always one of those who would never, who would always back down from a tangle, and uh, or not really get involved in one. And so when it happened with Nala, um, I think initially Annie Annie would give the correction to Nala, and then she would, um, with her intense correction and then Nala would stop. Um, and then, um, and then that happened a couple times and then Nala was like, well, she would kind of come back at Annie and then Annie would be like, okay, that's enough. I'm out. I'm not going to have altercation. And those were the tangles that happened. And then it got to the point, and this is when I finally called Nikki is when, they they inadvertently met in a doorway, I think, where one was coming in the house and the other one was either standing there or they both wanted to run in. At the, probably they both wanted to run in at the same time or something. And um, Nala, that's what it was. They both came in at the same time. Annie gave Nala a correction. Nala didn't like it. And she got back at Annie. And Annie is like, I'm not taking your shit. And she went after Nala. And I had to pull them away, blood, 
you know, all, all kinds of stuff. And it was just like, okay, this is the final straw. This is bigger than me. Yeah. <laughs> I, this is not going to get better. <laughs> it's not gonna get- Nikki, I need your help. <laughs> not going to get better. Yeah. And then, and then of course, then I had to wait. So I emailed, okay, I have this big crisis. Okay. I already, <laughs> Nikki's been working with me on Urkel and maybe, you know, I really need this help here with these other dogs. And Brittany's like, okay, the soonest Nikki can get you in is like 30 days from now. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I need help now. So the, so the lesson to take from that is if you need help, just if you just think you might need you in the future, go ahead and get help. on the books. Just get on the books. <laughs> just get on the books. Just get on the books. But yeah. So um, anyway, <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to kind of keep them separated, and you know, so this doesn't happen. And uh, and so so we've been working through um, the integration for both of them. And I don't know, Nikki, I I don't remember at what stage we were at. I know both of them couldn't get along and it was like fighting. Yeah. So it went to the, it went from kind of, they could coexist in some situations to now they didn't even want to see each other. And and a lot of people go, you know, well, what, what happens there? And usually what ends up happening when I see interpack aggression issues in a multi-dog household, uh, a lot of times it's the common theme of one dog has been giving signals Mm-hmm. And the other dog's not getting it, yeah. and because the signals are so subtle, most people don't recognize it. Yeah, um, or they let it go a little bit more, thinking yeah. they'll work it out, yeah. right? And then what ends up happening is that that one dog that was giving those level one signals start going to level two and three. Um, they start to work, so the dog becomes starts defaulting to that anytime that dog is around. Mm-hmm. And so, even if say like for example. Nala is not even going to bother Annie, mm-hmm. but Annie's in the room and Nala just walks in. In Annie's mind, it's always an altercation or always yes. a confrontation. So I'm going to go ahead and go to level two or three. Yep. And then Nala's like, what the hell? I wasn't, yeah. I was just walking in the damn room. I have a right to be here. Mm-hmm. So then she's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> and right. now she goes after. And so, so many times people will look and say, okay. And so like in this situation, if it's, Annie's been given the signs. Nala finally got over all that and they're all pissed. And now Nala's kind of fighting back. And a lot of people will say, well, Nala's the instigator. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily, right? right? Because we have to go back mm-hmm. and look at mm-hmm. what what's that relationship look like? Mm-hmm. How did it get to where? Because it's very rare you're going to have an out of the blue. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And so... I think that at this point when I came in, it's like they don't trust each other. There's no trust, right? right? right. And that relationship is truly damaged. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of look at it like um, a couple that goes through something that's really horrible, maybe infidelity or whatever case may be. Mm-hmm. They want to try to work it out. Mm-hmm. It takes time to build that trust back. There's a lot of yeah. therapy that takes place, yeah. right? And there's yeah. and there's a lot of, of just things you have to kind of rework and erase the brain. Yeah. Of or overwrite mm-hmm. on the brain of, of mm-hmm. what has been transpiring. And mm-hmm. and because you're dealing with two very different individual dogs, mm-hmm. um, it's you know, it's a lot. Yeah. And, and a lot of times yours your case is definitely one that's taken a lot longer than typical. Mm-hmm. Um 
because I do think there's a lot of different facets to it where mm-hmm. some of my cases that I have that usually within a few months, six months, we can get things kind of pretty normal. Um, but there are some cases that I have where if there's one dog that I see something that's causing injury or serious harm mm-hmm. that we say, you know what, this is something that is not going to work. And and it's, yeah. there are times we do have dogs that just cannot stay in the home together. And that's one of the hardest things for people. Yeah. Um, but I'm usually fairly quick as saying, yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't recommend this. And I, and I have yeah. one that I'm thinking off the top of my head that I, I basically said, I don't feel like they can live comfortably together. Mm-hmm. However, you know, if you, if you choose to try, that's, you know, mm-hmm. you have to manage that. And I hope that you prove me wrong because right. I don't ever <laughs> want to have to say, right. you need to rehome this dog yes. that you've had for this long. Yes. Um, you know, but a lot of most people, when they get in that situation, they're pretty committed. And with your situation, you're committed, but you mm-hmm. also have a really good setup. Mm-hmm. And it's not that much different mm-hmm. than what Annie was doing before. So having her in the yeah. bedroom away from everybody is not as detrimental that it would be to say yeah. if like Buddy was part yeah. of it, right? right? Where he's always in the middle. Right. And then now he's being separated. Right. You have a little advantage to it because mm-hmm. for Annie, it's not that much different for her. Right. Well, and what exactly? Right. And what, what I, you know, um, and we do probably now it's good. So Nikki recommended when she came to, for some therapies to help them. Yes. And, uh, and because we have to look at the inside out. We were right. already, you know, doing some nutrition stuff, but also making sure that. We've got the brain set up chemically right. to be prepared mm-hmm. to change the emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think at that time we had already put Urkel on CBD. Yes. And so we wanted to put, um, Nikki wanted to, and Nikki's so good. I will have to tell you this. She recommends a lot. And sometimes I was like, nope, not open to that. Don't want to do it. <laughs> and I tell you, before I put Urkel on CBD, I was a big naysayer. I was like, nope, not doing it. Nope. <laughs> THC, not giving it to my dogs. It's I don't do it. Not, not but I know I didn't know. <laughs> I but know. <laughs> anyhow, so I did all the research. I figured it all out. Da, da, da. Yep, so okay, yep. so CBD for Urkel. Now I'm pretty sure like, you're more educated on CBD than I am. I, I have. <laughs> you're done an a overachiever. <laughs> I, I, I even did a matrix. I shared it with Nikki. I did a matrix to figure out which is the most cost effective. <laughs> no, and I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> to include all the different strengths and recommendations from Nikki, recommendations from my vet of the different ones. And anyhow, so I'm happy with what we're on. But we're- <laughs> anyway, um, I'm not on it. The dogs are. Um, so anyway, the uh, uh, so we put we put Nala on CBD, um, and I we didn't do Annie at that time because uh, my sweet Annie, I didn't want to do that to my sweet Annie. And, uh, and so we also, after we just talked about how Annie's a little bit of an asshole (laughs) and correcting and being the chaos, my sweet Annie, my sweet Annie, she is sweet. She she, is so sweet. I mean, she is a sweetheart, but but she has her rules and you violate those rules. There's severe consequences. It's like, (laughs) she's like the warden. Yeah. We don't do that. So I don't remember if I put her on it at that time. I don't think I did. I don't think you did either. No. And, uh, we did Nala. Um, on CBD and you had talked about putting Nala on, I think it was fluoxetine. Yes. And, uh, so I talked to my vet and 
we did that with Nala. Um, and then we started doing, um, some behavior things in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, because at this point I had Nala and Annie were separated. And I actually, I think I recommended fluoxetine for Annie. You did. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. You did. You recommended all that for Annie. And I was like, no, because I, I know that do she was that. dealing with anxiety just in general. Yes. And I, I did at that time, I really didn't accept that Annie had anxiety outside of her relationship with Nala. <laughs> I mean, I'm being honest. I know. And I love I'm it. Being honest. And that's why I want, that's why yeah. I love having you on it, here. It's cause it, cause I mean, Nikki, you know, in hindsight, Nikki pointed out the first day she came to my house. <laughs> We're not even talking about Annie. You but, do uh, pay me for my expertise. That's I all do. I'm saying. I know. If she comes to your house, please listen. Just she listen. really knows what she's doing. She really does. <laughs> even if you're like, no, no, I'm not here for that talk. No, I'm not here oh, for yeah. No, yes, you need to be. You, you need to be. <laughs> so anyway, so I said I wanted to do, um, try to go a more um, natural way with Annie. Um, I don't know. I just felt she's just more sensitive in her soul than Nala. Nala's kind of rough and tumble kind of dog. And yep. I just felt Annie was just more sensitive. And so it took a while, but I got her in with an integrative vet, um, Dr. Neely Noor. And I'm really hoping to have her on the <coughs> podcast because mm-hmm. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah. So we and Dr. North is an integrative um, medicine vet. So she does, um, just to run through what she does, but she does... Um, she does a whole assessment asking you what you're um, open to doing, but she does um, acupuncture, uh, Chinese herbs, uh, chiropractor too, chiropractor, acupuncture, Chinese herbs, um, food therapies, um, and uh, probably other things that I don't remember, but that's what we're doing with her. So I we started on with Annie, and she also talked about putting Annie on CBD. So... <laughs> So that's when I did my research and I was like, okay, well, because I trusted, I I trust Nikki, but I also, I was like, well, if, if everybody keeps telling me to put her on it, I probably should. I guess that's where I came from. I mean, it's all right. I get it. So I guess Nikki, she's like, yeah, I could have told you that. Don't don't do that. that. But well, I tell it like it. I mean, I'm telling you like it no, is. No, no, and I love it. It's the no, real, I love it. It's the real story. It's, I know. It's, it's maybe slamming you. I don't mean to. No, it's, it's not. It's no, just... it's funny because you're like every client I have. They're just like, no, I don't know. I don't think so. Mm-mm. I'm like, okay, I'll just come back to it. And that's I've come that many times with you. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll come and, back to and it. You've, yes, and that's what you do. And that's actually, I, I sometimes, in hindsight, I wish you were, stronger about <laughs> saying you should do this but then i don't know i because i was pretty clear of no i don't want to do that yeah and uh but i think you circling back to it i'm like hmm, okay you're mm-hmm, there's some validity there i probably really I've kind need of learned to how to kind of pick and choose when i'm really pushing I mean, based yeah. on the person the dog because my job is to speak for the dog sure but i'm also very open to what yeah. people are comfortable with. Right. Because if they're not comfortable with it, then I yeah. can't get a buy-in. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't get a buy-in, there's no follow-through. No. Right. And that's exactly it. Right. Yeah. And so with with Annie, um, we do went to Dr. Neely, and, and that's when I learned how bad her anxiety was. And uh, I, I had listen to Nikki, but I really didn't hear. I mean, as we've said over and over, but I I was, I was like, wow, it really is that bad. And she's like, yeah. 
Um, I mean, and she could tell just from her, I don't know, they feel, once you go long enough, it's like, I, I know the drill. She feels her pulses and depending on how her pulses feel, it's kind of what's going on inside. And then she has different other things going on. And so, um, anyhow, so she had a lot of stagnation in her liver chi, if you want to know. Um, and so there's different things to help that and get that moving and flowing. And, and that was actually manifest in other parts of her body, um, with, uh, um, like she's always had anal gland issues yep. and that's actually, it's all in line with that kind of thing, which is, is kind of surprising to me. Um, <clears throat> but not really, I guess, but anyway, so, so we started Annie on, on all of those things. And then, um, as well as the CBD. And, you know, the doctor said it could, you know, she's, she's nine years old. That's I think how old she was when we started or so. Um, she said it's cause I said, well, how long, you know, do you think it'll take for her to get better? <laughs> and she's like, That's everybody's and, favorite and, question. <laughs> yes. And, and, and she said something that was, was, um, I, you know, she said it in a way it was like, okay, that makes sense. But it was like, she's been this way for nine years. Yep. We can't think that we can do something for a couple months and it's going to reverse nine years. Correct. Yeah. And so she says it may take, you know, six months to a year. It may take five years. I don't know. She goes, it just depends how she responds to this stuff and we'll just kind of keep doing it. So we were going, cause Scooter was also seeing this doctor. So the senior, 17 year old senior. So we were going every, um, frequently to, uh, to help Annie, um, deal with it. And we've been going now for, um, about a year and a half. And, uh, and it has just been, about two months ago where Annie is finally in a really good place. Um, and it's just like, Oh, it's wonderful. It's, it's amazing because she's, and I, you know, and you don't know it until you see it. You, you know, they're really happy when they have their ears forward all the time and you don't realize they don't, it's not like they're mad at their right. head. They're just not forward and really happy, alert, smiley face. Yep. You don't realize they're not that way until they are. Yeah. And when they are, it's just like, oh, wow. Like, she look feels good. Yes. And, you and, know, I, I, that's something that people don't realize that. And so many times I hear, you know, I have an anxious dog. They've just always been that way. That's just who they are. And I'm like, oh, we no, because, that. yeah, because that anxiety, people don't realize that the chronic anxiety and chronic stress is going to absolutely do a whirlwind of damage to the physiological body. But at the same time, physiological issues can cause anxiety. So you've got any type of things that are off mm -hmm. in, this, in the body can cause anxiety and then vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't just look at your dog and go, okay, they're just anxious. Well, why? They can't sit down and tell you what they mm -hmm. feel or how they feel. And, mm -hmm. and it's our job to make sure we're looking at all those little things and doing everything that we need. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's like I've had dogs to where I've sent them to a – you know, a regular veterinarian and they'll do a physical and be like, no, there's no pain. There's, there's nothing going mm -hmm. on here. Mm -hmm. And then I'll send them to somebody who looks a little differently. 
right? Because it begins, we all look at things differently. Like I, when I look at things, I don't look at like when I came to look at Urkel, I'm mm-hmm. not looking at Urkel and saying, okay, what behavior do we need to stop in Urkel? Right. I'm looking at everything yeah. and, and taking it all in. All the and that's where you have some of these more holistic, integrative uh, veterinarians that they do, they look beyond mm-hmm. that. They, they take the symptoms and they take that as a part of the puzzle piece a puzzle piece for the puzzle to say what is the root cause here what is what came first right mm-hmm. chicken or the egg mm-hmm. what is causing which and mm-hmm. and i don't think people realize that little things that pain um how many times dogs have pain but they don't show it yeah. um you know when that when that light is not in their eyes yeah that's not just who they are yeah right it, it's it's taken a deeper dive and being also the advocate for your dog and not taking the answers of your veterinarian to say there's nothing wrong right it's a behavior issue well Mm -hmm. or did we really do everything that we need to do yeah right um so i love that you're such an advocate for your dogs oh thank you and that is that's huge because they can't sit there and say Mm -hmm. i don't feel good yeah this is how i feel Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well and i think you know as you were talking i reflected on um, something, you know, as I've listened to your podcasts, um, and talking about, and with Brittany talking about Isabella and, and different things, I, I came to really reflect and realize, you know, when Annie was a puppy, I was working, I was in the army and working all the time and I would have a dog walker come <laughs> and Annie was the type, cause she's a border collie mix. She would stalk when the cars came and she was really doing, and then she would bite at the leash. She was doing all these anxious, I can't control this yep. behaviors. And had I realized it at the time, I, w- I was just trying to get a puppy out of a crate to get exercise. Right. And my idea was you go for walks. That's what you do. Right. And, but and now what I would do is tell her, come at the house and go in the backyard with Annie yep. and play with her exactly. for an hour. Yep. That's more, and, she enjoys that a lot more. <laughs> right. And she would, and she would yeah. be just as pooped and, yep. and maybe even more so and not cause anxiety or, you know, more right. for her. And, you know, so part of it is like, huh, how much did I, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. the next puppy's going to be great. <laughs> right. Exactly. It's like you learn so much. Right. And I'm the same way with this right. guy. Mm-hmm. My thought mm-hmm. process of, of raising Myers is very different yeah. than what I did. Yeah. Like he's almost seven months and he doesn't know the command down. Yeah. That's unheard of in yeah. my past sure. in history, right? Yeah. But I'm like, do I need it? No, I don't. Will he learn it? Probably at some point. Mm-hmm. But do I need it? No, Mm-mm. I don't. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's, he's, he's laying by your yeah, feet right he's now. He's laying by my feet. I just like, he's so he's, damn cute, isn't he? He is so cute. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm that person. It's amazing. I know. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, once we start to educate ourselves a little bit mm-hmm. more and looking beyond what people always told you to look at with dogs, they need to sit, stay down, come heal. They need to listen. You need to take them on walks and they need yeah. to do this. And they, no, yeah. they, they don't. Let's, mm-hmm. let's step, take a step back mm-hmm. um, and let's change our thought process. And yeah. it makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we have what, what we've learned with Annie and Nala, you know, we're, we're not there yet. Um, we're closer. I'm really encouraged that Annie's in a good place. Um, when we, we started this journey, I had, you know, four months into it, 
had an aw shit moment. I had three over the course, I think, of the first, because we've been doing this a year and a half now. Um, the first, probably within the first six months, I had three aw shits. And, uh, and that it's, I, I created a situation that allowed them to have a fight and that set us back. And, and the, the most, the worst one and the last one, um, (laughs) oh, it was terrible. I, the dogs were separated. I had a repairman at the house and all the big dogs and everybody I had, it's a great technique is actually, I think, the, I don't know. So people that come in the house, but it's a great technique because they run to the door to see who's there. And so I, then I go down the hall to the garage and I open the garage like, Oh, let's go in here. And they all run in the garage and I shut the door and I, they, they fall for this trick every time. Every time. And, uh, and, and our, the door to our garage is a glass. The top half is glass. So you can actually see in the garage. And, uh, and so, um, so the repairman, so we, we had to be back in the bedroom where Annie was and, um, they had seen Annie and Annie was out and, uh, and so we were, um, going out the house and, uh, and we were talking about, they were looking through the glass, talking about the dogs out there. And so I was talking about Nala and they were interested in her or something. So I was trying to, so I opened the door for her to come out and she wouldn't come out and, and Annie was standing behind me and I didn't think or realize it, but Nala wouldn't come. And I had to encourage her a lot. Come on. Come Nala's on, like, come on. you're trying to throw me into the and, and alligator exactly pit. Exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. There was a huge fight at my feet. When I finally got Nala to come in, Annie attacked her. Nala attacked back. I, I had to, at this point when these guys were fighting, I have to pull them apart or else they were not going to stop. Mm. Or that's how I felt anyway. Air horns. We we used to use air horns, and that finally they those don't work anymore because <laughs> I tell me pop the air horn if it doesn't work, just throw it at them. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we we used air horns for a while, but it got to a point they're like, oh, that that's like whatever, do anything, that's nothing whatever. anymore. We're used to it now. So yeah, so that then that set us back almost to the beginning again, yep. and so that's when I. In our house, we had two degrees of, I call it two degrees. I don't know if it's two barrier, whatever it's called, but I call it two degrees of separation. I like it. So, you know, the bedroom door is closed and then a little bit forward of that is a baby gate. So nobody can do under, under door sniffing at each other. Yep. And, you know, and so Annie has the, our bedroom and then Nala has another bedroom in the house we've made. We call it Nala's room and, uh, and it's got a gate. Um, before the door, you know, baby gate, you got to walk through before you get to the door. And so we're always, you know, all secure, you know, we're always saying and communicating and we're always communicating between the two of us of, okay, Annie's put away all secure, Yep, repair it all secure before we let the other dog out. Or so it's a very deliberate process. So we don't have any more tangles because I committed at that point is like, I cannot afford any setbacks. It's not worth my time. Because it does, it just kind of, it. Well, when you don't have it happen for a while and then you have the it, yeah, you just, you went and it actually will throw you back farther yeah. than where you started. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people, I think, a lot of people, I think, get very restless and frustrated because it is a lot of management. It is. And, and that's sometimes not 
doable in some households. And that's mm-hmm. where those decisions have to be made. Yeah. Um, but management is a huge part because any type of accident, yes, it will set you back mm-hmm. really far. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and people try to push it. And it's, you know, whether accidental or uh, on purpose, but a lot of people, you know, will do things like, um, and this is one of the worst things that I've seen people do is if they have two dogs that aren't getting along, they'll force them out on a walk together. Right. And now that's part of something we've done is we've started adding walks in, but we've done it in a non-confrontational way where you'll have one person or or making dogs walk next to each other. And that is just going to cause more and more anxiety, even though they're not attacking each other. They're mm-hmm. both on a leash. They're both forced to be in the same space. Mm-hmm. You know, those are not the things that you want to do to try to help them just get over it. And yeah. that's a lot of people, I think, just try to get them just to get over it. And yeah. it go it runs so deep that you have to figure out what is, one, what is each individual dog feeling emotionally, physically, mm-hmm. and then you kind of start looking at what, you know, how do we start this process? And it's, it's very different for every situation. It's different for every mm-hmm. family, every home, every dog. Um, and, but the walks we have included now mm-hmm. when they're ready mm-hmm. and we've started from a, you know, at a nice distance. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. And watching them to know, do we stop and go somewhere mm-hmm. else? Do we, are we able to come closer? You know, so it's, it's a process and it's not one to rush. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cause we've gone through, we've gone through a lot, um, trying to get these two back together because we want them to be, I mean, my, my end goal is they can both be in the house, not secured behind their own place and they'll be comfortable. Yes. You know, that, that's the goal. Um, and we'll see, you know, how, we'll see how, how we get there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we'll be, have more success outside first. Um, As usual, most people do just because there's more space. So it mm-hmm. feels like there's easy escape routes, yeah. right? Yeah. And and we're, we're to the point. Did you want to talk about the progression of kind of the things we've done and where we are? Or do you yeah, I think just... we could touch on that because I think a lot of people don't realize that there are a lot of steps. There are. And everybody's steps are different. Yep. And... When I come in, I don't necessarily have what the next step is going to be until I hear what we've been doing mm-hmm. and get my eyes on the dogs. Right. Because for me, I got to see, are they, because, uh, you know, owners are like, no, you know, they're doing great, and but they're missing like one or two things, yeah. right? Yeah. Or they don't see a reaction. So they're like, oh, they're comfortable. Right. Because they're not used to reading body language or right. really understanding. Well, and that's been the education piece yes. is, is the body language and- I thought your communication seminar is awesome because it helps with that. Yeah. Um, so much, but and it, it helps. It also helps when you're out there showing us like, okay, there's lip licking. Yep. Okay. There's the, the, um, I don't know, BDI contact where, you know, we're really staring the other dog down or there's, you know, those things you're like, Oh no, the dog's just walking and watching. No, no, it's right. It's there's, it's intensity no, no. there. Yeah, The dog is like <laughs> checking to yeah. see if, they, if I'm, they're about to get attacked, you know, it's right. like walking in a dark alley, looking over your shoulder. Right. Yeah. Right. You may not be screaming and running, mm-hmm. yeah. but you're not comfortable. Exactly. And every exactly. dog's going to look a little different mm-hmm. with, you know, with that as well. And, and, and really watching your dog's, Mm-hmm. So important. And look, what is baseline for them? Mm-hmm. And then what's different, right? Mm-hmm. So I'll ask some people, what does your dog's tail normally 
mm-hmm. you know, set and, mm-hmm. and what's the normal carriage. And mm-hmm. they'll tell me, I'm like, okay, we'll look at it now. Or yeah. if I know, if I can really see what the breed is, I'll know what the carriage normally looks like. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not normal. Mm-hmm. That's not a normal carriage for this dog. Mm-hmm. Where in their mind, they're like, well, the tail's always like that. Okay, well, the dog's always had anxiety. So the dog's not comfortable at all. Yeah, it's like not comfortable. Not comfortable. So now we need to work on that. Right, exactly. Right. So yeah, really knowing your dogs and really looking at them as individuals Mm -hmm. and to see all those little things of, you know, what does that tail look like? What Mm -hmm. is the the -hmm. carriage look like? What are the normal carriage of the ears? Because you Mm -hmm. brought that up. Like you didn't realize that. Yeah. And it's so funny because it's happened more than once with some of the dogs. It's just they're not really feeling good all of a sudden yeah. you don't really realize it or you've done something a little different and all of a sudden it's like hey look at that yes. that's a happy dog that's a happy dog <laughs> yep yep so yeah and mm-hmm. I've, I've even noticed with Myers because of course I'm still getting to know him and I can tell when he's having off days because he's a really mm-hmm. outgoing fun puppy but even there are some days where he wants to be but then I can see that he's he's off and that's adolescence and he's kind of working through things and mm-hmm. when I see that I adjust on what I was going to do that day sure like I was going to mm-hmm. maybe take him somewhere mm-hmm. and then I was like nope this is mm-hmm. not this is not the right day right, right. because I it's my job mm-hmm. to look at that and there may yeah. be days where you're like Mm, this is not the right day to try to get Annie and Nala working on our next step because uh, Mm -hmm. Nala's having an off day. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And I do that. I mean, the days Annie goes to acupuncture or the day she, she goes out, it's like, okay, that's not a good day to add other things to her plate. Right. She needs her, she needs her alone time. She needs her rest time. Yeah. And that's going to, I mean, it's going to delay the process, but here's the thing is that acupuncture and everything is part of the process too. So it's not like you're not doing anything that day. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is just um, making sure that you're not, because I think mo- most people just want to cram it all in yeah. to be like, I need to get this done. Like mm-hmm. I have one who's like, this dog is afraid of one of the people that live in the home. Mm-hmm. And they're like, can you come every week? <laughs> I'm like, it's not going to get any better <laughs> if I come every day. It's yeah. not. It's not I don't have do. a magic wand yeah. to say, well, I've been here six times, so the the, yeah. pro- the problem should be fixed. Yeah. Okay, so. No. Like, I mean, like I've that. heard some of my clients are mm-hmm. like, yeah, we had a trainer come in. They're like, well, you just need one session, and I'll fix it. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's mm. telling me they don't really understand dog behavior or the, or, yeah, I don't know, the brain and yeah, or how things work it takes in life, longer right? Than that. Well, and another thing that can affect it is emotions within the household of oh, the people. Oh, yeah. Because they're- Love that you brought that up. Because they're- <laughs> You know, on days when I, I don't get, you know, I get four or five hours of sleep for consecutive nights in a row, I'm, I can be very trigger, trigger happy on uh-huh. some things. Your fuse is a and lot shorter. My fuse is a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. Uh, and Annie is interesting because I will just sigh or something and she'll, she'll like leave. She's like, oh, nope. The dog's Mm-mm, Charlie. Running. Charlie, little Charlie man, he's like out of here. Whoop, she sighed. He leaves the room. I'm like, all right, check your energy. That's not good. My Roddy <laughs> did that. Be- Dayan would do that. But she'd be like, oh, nope. Mama's not watching a game. So that emotion is not normal right now. I'm off and running. Yep. Gonna go find I'm Mama Brittany. Out of here. So those are not good days to work on nope. pushing your dogs to do something or, nope. or asking them to do something because you have to be. You have to be in a very calm, centered place. Yes. Especially when you're asking them to trust that you're going to manage the situation. Yes. And keep them safe. And keep them safe. But, you know, it mm-hmm. brings up that when when people don't get quality sleep, mm-hmm. uh, fuse is a lot shorter. Yeah. 
when dogs don't get quality sleep, mm. fuse is a lot shorter. Yeah. And um, and that's a common problem that we see. That and oh, actually, wow. we did an episode on it not too long ago. Yeah, I think did. on you know on just getting that good sleep, yeah. but knowing they're getting good sleep, right. not just saying, "Well, they were in the crate." Yeah. Well, that doesn't mean anything, right? Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh well, they lay on the couch all day. Okay, they may lay on the couch all day, but are they triggered by the mailman, the UPS that's dropping off, mm-hmm. um, that comes through the neighborhood fourteen times, the squirrel mm-hmm. that just ran out of the, you know, yeah. ran from the tree? Mm-hmm. Are they really sleeping? Are they really resting? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, and so yeah. yeah, it makes everybody's few shorter. So people don't realize there's so much that goes into it. Mm-hmm. It's not just as simple as please come stop my dogs from fighting. Right. Give me commands that I can use to stop them from being assholes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I, I, I don't have that magic wand. Work. I'm good, no. but not that good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not magical. I mean, I'm magical in some ways, <laughs> just not in that way. <laughs> so. so, yeah, so mm-hmm. we've started the process of, of them individually, working them individually, mm-hmm. and then making sure that management's part of it. Yes. And... And we kind of started doing some things in the house where we were anchoring in the wall, where they were in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, that's one of those things that we started and we have to gauge how long do we do this and do we continue doing it based on what information and feedback they're giving us. Right. Because again, Mm -hmm. non-reactivity doesn't Mm -hmm. mean comfort. Right. Mm -hmm. So you see, it's a lot on, it's a lot on you. Yeah. Well, and being able to, I mean, and, and learning how to read them. Mm-hmm. And then doing that, you know, because we would anchor them to the walls so that they could be out there and then watching. It was usually, we had to make sure Nala didn't stare at Annie. Yes. And Annie didn't try to go away, you know, because <laughs> she tried to go around the corner like, no, I'm out of here. Or or lay as far away, you yep. know, she could. So, and then, yeah, okay, do that for, I mean, sometimes it was like three minutes. Yeah. And then, okay, you get a 10-minute rest. Yep. And then, okay, let's try it again and then a rest and, yep. you know, and then do that. And, you know, we're, we're uh, so we did the anchoring yep. um, in the house. And um, when, because we talked about, um, you know, we do our walks every day. We talked that when we talked the multi-dog thing, you know, so we're doing we were doing two walks every day, twice a day, yep. uh, because we were doing the one with Annie, and then we do another one with Nala, um, um, so that they both get their walks. Um, just because I don't know, that's important to me that they get that, and they've come to expect it. So yep. if you don't, if you don't walk them, they're like, "Hey, what is happening?" So, uh, so you know, so we've we've had to do that, which you know, you know, we did have a conversation in the very beginning of you know, okay, are we gonna keep both of these dogs yeah and it was like oh yeah we i mean we're already so attached and we're committed to doing what it takes um so that we can all live in harmony and uh and putting in the work and you know i I, you know i'll admit sometimes i get frustrated like god this is taking forever but then it's kind of like okay check yourself who 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 are you doing the work with them you know um i gotta carve out the time to do it and so in some cases for me it's been what I've learned is I have to put it into my daily routine. It's kind of like brushing your teeth. You got to figure out what time of day you're doing that. Yeah. Um, and how does that fit into your routine of, of a normal day? Obviously you're going to have days where it doesn't work. Right. But what is that normal, n- normal routine of 
putting these two in a place where they can see each other, you know, and there've been times, you know, I don't know, a couple times ago when Nikki came, I was like, these guys haven't seen each other for 30 days, you know? And it's kind of like, okay. I, and I recognize, okay, we're going to be a little behind yep. because I haven't done the work, but I need to know where to go from here because now instead of two people doing something, it's one person. And now I got to figure out how to do this one person to put the two dogs together. Yeah. And, so, and sometimes I have to adjust kind of the plan based on yeah. what the owners are able to do. Yeah. Um, and still try to get And that's the happened results. to us multiple yes. times. I mean, and, we've we've been all over the place on it. But it, as long as people realize that that's part of the process and that, yes, it's, it's going to take time. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't give people an, a time because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. not one of the dogs and yeah. <laughs> they're not telling well, me. And, and I, I firmly believe... Mm-hmm. valid or not, but it's what I believe <laughs> that, you know, if I were able to do as much as I could every day with both of them, we could probably be in a place where we didn't have to close doors, but we're not there, you know, and that's given, given that they were both ready for that. Um, but we're, we're not there. And I just have to have, you know, grace with myself that it's okay and it is what it is. Absolutely. And here's the thing, though, is your case is very different than a lot of the ones that I work with because you're not what you have, the management that you have going on is not detrimental to either one of them. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. They're still, yeah. They're their fine. life is very high quality. They get everything they need. There's there's nothing. It's, it's when people have to wear the separation is detrimental mm-hmm. to the well-being of the dog and the welfare of the dog where we have to go, okay, if you're not able to do this, mm-hmm. then this is your best option. Mm-hmm. Your dogs, there's, you could take two more years and other than being frustrated, your dogs aren't missing out on anything. Yeah. Well, and at this point, that's kind of their that's, normal. Right. They, they accept it. I mean, Nala, you know, <laughs> the evening walk, Nala knows, you know, she's walking first with the group. And okay, after that, I go in the house with Rufus and I go to my room. Yeah. And so she's like, okay. She's like, okay. It's just part of life. And room. so that is sometimes, you know, knowing that you have that yeah. should take some pressure off. It, it does. Right, because yeah. everybody's happy. Sure, we've we've reduced anxiety in Annie. Mm-hmm. She's feeling good. Mm-hmm. Nala's still just being a crackhead, <laughs> as Nala is. Yeah, you know. But nobody, there's no nobody's suffering. Yeah, and yeah. that's important that people understand that if you have a dog that is suffering and it's it's detrimental to their welfare, then we have to not, we have to make that unselfish decision to say, this is not the right environment. It's not fair for this dog. Right. If another dog is very afraid in their household and are not able Mm -hmm. to live comfortably, Mm -hmm. we have to, we have to look at things and it. Mm -hmm. And it's not unselfish. I mean, it's, it's, it's selfish if we say, well, I'm just going to, I took this dog in and by God, no matter what, I'm keeping this dog. Mm -hmm. That's selfish of, cause that's now put on you. Right. Mm-hmm. It's saying, well, mm-hmm. I did this, so I'm not going to fail. Right. Yeah. That's not fair to the dog. And, and right. I think that so many times people are made to feel guilty. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our culture. Yeah. You know, when like people, you, that's, you can you just can't look at make it. Yeah. That happen, you can't so. make it. It's like watching people on social media um, that 
I need to rehome this dog for X, Y, and Z reason. And the people that just like come out of the woodwork are like, oh my God, you took this dog on. It's your responsibility. And you know, sometimes it's not the right dog. It's not the right environment. It's not healthy for anybody. Yeah. Let's, let's stop that judgment and just say, okay, what's the best thing for the dog? Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, are there some people that are assholes that have had the dog for 10 years and now they're Mm -hmm. having a baby and they want to get rid of the dog? Yeah. You're an asshole. Yeah. But (laughs) you should have thought of that. Unless your dog, unless you brought yeah. the baby home and the dog tried to rip it out of the baby's right. car seat yeah. and, it's like, yeah. and maul it, right? right? <laughs> but you have to to kind of open mm-hmm. up to say, this isn't about me. Yeah. It's about the welfare of them and it's right. my responsibility yeah. for that. So I want people to really understand that don't feel guilty if if you're one of those that say, I need to rehome this dog. Because mm-hmm. um, I've, had, I've had clients. Yeah that I've had to help work them through and understand that. And, and it's okay to, hey, reach out, get your own therapy, right? Yeah. And and, yeah. and, and feel okay with that because you're doing the best because you have the dog because you love the dog. So sometimes mm-hmm. giving up the dog is you do it because you love the dog. Yeah. And that's hard. That is so I, hard. That is so hard. But yeah. at the end of the day, you want, I, I would want the best. Yes. The, the best for that dog. And yeah. if that dog is never going to, can't, can't get there in the current environment and situation then it's right you know so anytime that's yeah. just detrimental to their welfare yeah over a long period mm-hmm. we need to rethink things yeah. otherwise hey stick in there mm-hmm. let's work it mm-hmm. let's keep doing it until i till i say i got nothing else for you <laughs> i got nothing else in my bag and i've had to do that i at yeah. some point you just go i can't change the emotion or the mindset of a dog no uh, it's right. I can yeah. do everything I can yeah um, and then of course we we reach out to say medication or mm-hmm. doing things like acupuncture and chiropractic mm-hmm. and and getting others involved mm-hmm. but sometimes you just I mean you know you can't force a, a round peg in a square hole is that the saying so mm-hmm. I would try I'd get a yeah. hammer and be like you're going in <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> My God, I don't care. We're going to make this work no matter what. <laughs> You're going to fit. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a process. And it is. You know, what words of wisdom do you have for people? Because, I mean, I think all your words are wisdom. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, I'm not even drinking yet. Um, uh-huh. But what would you say to people that, because I know that there are a lot of our listeners that either have gone through it, mm-hmm. are going through it, or they may go through it. <laughs> may go through um, it. What are some of the words of wisdom that you have for people that, that are with that? Because I think it just it's going to come better from you because mm-hmm. you, you've been there. Yeah. Um, be patient with yourself, I think is a I like big that. thing. Okay. Is, uh, is be patient with yourself and, and be patient and really work to understand your dogs and and where they're coming from um i i think the uh yeah that that's you know yeah and 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 i think you got to educate yourself on their signals and their signs so that you can um you can provide that safe place for them. So, you know, when, um, you know, cause Nikki's really, you've helped me with that in terms of, okay, see, see what Annie's doing. She's not comfortable, but you know, okay, now she's really not comfortable. Okay. This is a minor, not comfortable. Now this is really not comfortable. Okay. Now let's put her away. Yeah. You know, so to understand 
kind of where those nuances are, if you will, for, for each specific dog so that you can then provide that for them. And then just, you know, like I said before, every little bit counts. So a little bit every day or a little bit every other day or, you know, quality over quantity. Yeah. And that's, mm -hmm. and be in a good headspace when you're doing it. Yes. That's, I think, very important. Yes. Is, is to be in a good headspace when you're, when you're working with them, because your, your energy, if it's not in a good place, it won't be helpful to the situation. Correct. Like yeah. I have one client who's dealing with a pit bull puppy mm -hmm. and Lord knows we all know what that's like. Mm -hmm. Um, if you've ever dealt with, I don't know. A rabid dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um, but she's a therapist. And so it's like, by the time she's done with her day, her cup is full. Yeah. That's not the time you want to deal with a five-month-old pit bull. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's like, you need to go empty your cup a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then true. decide what mm -hmm. you can do with your pity that doesn't uh, overflow your cup. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And and I think people miss out on that because I, I do. I see a lot of people that are like, I have to come home and I have to walk my dog and I have to do this and I have to do that. And now I'm mad about it. Now I'm resentful about it. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's just like, yeah, you know, your dog would be happy if you would just sit down on the couch and y'all just decompress together. Your dog would probably be okay with that. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then, you know, don't, like, it's, okay. it's just like, yeah, truly check yourself. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're in a headspace that you can do it. Mm -hmm. But also, we got to make sure that the dog is yeah. okay to do it. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, right? that's true. So it's like mm -hmm. you got to look mm -hmm. at both and you got to look at the household. Is the household, you know, don't do it on a day of, well, I'm going to work on it today um, because yesterday we had 12 people at the house. We had music going. We had food <laughs> everywhere. Okay. So today we're going to, you know what? Your dog is still recovering from yesterday. Yeah, probably right? so. <laughs> They're having a, a kind yeah. of a hangover of yeah. their own. Uh -huh. um, today's not the day to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and mm -hmm. also don't be trying to cram things if you work during the week and then you're trying to cram things on the weekend. Mm -hmm. Don't do that mm -mm. Not for anything. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, yeah. and we've said that, you've said that about yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. So, and that's where I think every little bit counts is mm -hmm. a little bit during the week. And if you do a, a you know, a little more bit on the weekend, yeah. good. Great. You know, and just try to make, be as consistent as you can. Yeah. I think. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Be very consistent and, and don't be consistent about being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, that's not helpful. No, that's not helpful. You're like the only consistency so, I have is about being inconsistent. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, and just know you're not alone. No, you're I think, not. I think that's, you know, it's, there's other people out there that are, that are working on stuff and trying to do stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, we all do it because we love our animals and yeah. we love our dogs Yeah, and we just want everything to be in harmony and to be there. And so just, you know, you're not alone and it'll work out. That's right. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and if you, and if you haven't done the communication seminar, we do still have it on our website that you yeah. can get it and you have three months access. If you're local, we have one coming up next Friday on June the 10th at the farm at Natchez Trace. Mm -hmm. um, right now we have a ton of people signed up. We'll see who shows up. Yeah. You know, people get it done on oh, Fridays at work. They're just like, eh. No, oh, I no, paid. it's fine. It's it really fine. is, isn't it's fine. it? Yeah. Um, matter of fact, I think I'm going to be going in and adding some new videos and stuff. So mm -hmm. I'm always trying to change things up. And you've sent me some good things. Uh -huh. I, tried so, yeah. I tried to. I love it. All my crazies. Yeah, I love it. So, well, you've got, I, yeah. I just need to send you home with my camera <laughs> yeah. and just let you just, just set it up in the living room yeah, and just, just be like, 
yeah, yeah, go, just go just let it, it go. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we need to get like Urkel a GoPro. <laughs> yeah. Oh, would that be crazy? <laughs> That'd be some crazy, some crazy uh, video for sure. We'd have but to charge. You, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd miss it. If you had him around his neck, you'd miss his mouth. Yeah, you would. Yeah. <laughs> That's God, the, he's so cute. The joy of I watching all that, I guess. Yeah, he's a mess. So, uh, uh, well, I appreciate yeah. you coming back oh, and yeah. talking about this yeah. and um, and being back so, on because you have to drive a little no, ways to come over no, here because you're service no in the country. Yeah, I'm in the country. You know. You're kind of in the country. It's all country. Yeah. You're yeah, we're really kind of. I'm not that much in the country. You're not really. No, you're not really. You know, I got greenery around me, but. Yeah. yeah but, well, the good news is, I think Annie and Nala are in a really good place right now. We're we're uh, we're walking outside with just one on a leash. Excellent. And Nala isn't, and or Annie isn't, and uh, it's just it's going really well. Excellent. You're and, giving uh, them that opportunity yeah. to approach if they want or move yeah. away if they want. So you're giving and, them that control. And interestingly enough, Nala is she's indifferent to the whole thing. Excellent. She's. She's not really interested in what Annie's doing. She doesn't really care. Good, it's, because she used to be a busybody. She used to be a busybody. Yep. And so and, she's uh, learned. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, whatever. Not, none of my uh, business. Yeah, none of my business. But, you know, Annie's still Annie's still paying attention. Yeah. So Still uh, nervous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is, there's a lot of... Yeah. She's had a lot of anxiety and yeah. just in her mind, I think over time, she's just never really trusted other dogs to be respectful. Right. Which is why she's... Yeah, which is why she like, like she that. needed to... So... Yeah. yeah, but we're, you know, we're making progress. And so I feel really encouraged to just, you know, keep, keep doing what I'm doing Yay. and, you know, <laughs> and know that, you know, I'm going to get there. And even if there is, you know, outside, we can all be together. Yay. Yay. We'll take it. I'll take it. You That's know? awesome. So I yeah, love it. Every little bit counts. You're doing great. Thank you. And you know, I appreciate it. I just ready for I'm me to be done it. so we can be friends and hang out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of dogs in there. <laughs> A lot of dogs are there. Awesome. Well, well thanks, thanks for, being for having here. me. No, I always. Really and if you have anything else that comes up that you're like, I would love to talk about this, sure. then you just have to say, hey, okay. I want to do a podcast on this. Wonderful. So I think it's a great I, idea. I love, I love sitting here chatting with I, you. I love that. It's Yay. great. All right. Awesome. And next time you'll have to bring everybody else. Yes. Bring little Charlie because okay. he's yeah. my boy uh-huh. to play with my boy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See? All right. Well, I hope you guys have a great week. And mm-hmm. if you're having any issues, you can always reach out to us. We do Zoom consults. Been doing quite a bit uh, with people that have been listening to the podcast. So um, Mm -hmm. just shoot us an email at info at dogspeak101.com. Follow us on Instagram. Britt puts out some pretty good content. And uh, we would love to hear from you. We appreciate you guys, and we hope you have a great week.